You're listening to The No Name Photo Show, the podcast dedicated to lively conversations about the creativity, business, and technology of photography. I'm your host, Brian Matiash. Let's chat. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 56 of The No Name Photo Show. I am your host, Brian Matiash. I want to welcome everyone back. Uh, I'm excited about this episode, especially because uh, my guest is, you know, I, I do like to pair the topic with the guest or maybe the guest with the topic. And sometimes you are lucky enough to get someone who's just what I would consider a subject matter expert, someone who's been in the field uh, for a long time to where when they speak, you listen, you want to get their their thoughts. So with that, what I'd like to do is introduce the founder of Flern, uh, Aaron Nace. Uh, Aaron, before, you know, I want to give you a second to to tell the audience about yourself, but I, I do want you to know that, um, you know, I've, I've followed Flern. I've seen uh, your, the, the, especially the videos that you've put out, the free Photoshop tutorials and your magazine, the blog posts and your interviews, uh, especially you have one recently with a good buddy of mine, Elia Cardi. Um, everything is done so well, so polished. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have you on, Aaron. So do me a favor, just tell people, you know, who, who's Aaron Nace? <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian, thanks so much for having me here too. Uh, so for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Aaron Nace. I started making uh, Photoshop tutorials on YouTube almost 10 years ago now and been doing it consistently for the last 10 years. Uh, in the beginning, we released five uh, videos a week that was just like a <laughs> mad mad scramble basically like everything I could possibly do to create content and we're still releasing free videos every single week we release one a week now and uh, throughout the whole process I've just gotten like a really great chance to you know work with and, and interact with a, like a really cool community of people and built a business out of it so um, from free tutorials on YouTube uh, focusing in the photography industries like primarily Photoshop, but we also teach photography, Lightroom, and other programs that help people make better images. Uh, we've also built a business around that too, kind of taking that uh, the model from YouTube where we teach like, you know, one-off topics and ex really expanding on those topics and teaching things like frequency separation, retouching, you know, from start all the way to finish, which is like hours of fantastic instruction, including like sample raw images and just like a really great place for people who are, you know, kind of looking to make their images like really stand out, like take their images to the next level. And uh, so we built a subscription platform on flurn.com. It's kind of like Netflix. You just, you know, it's like a monthly subscription and you get access to everything. And uh, so that's that's our primary business. Uh, and then, you know, like you said, uh, Brian, we have a like a magazine and uh, just a yeah, really fantastic community of people. Uh, it's uh, it, it's honestly been a, a wild ride. And um, yeah, happy to be happy to be here chatting about it. Yeah. I mean, so before you even get down into it you know, people might be listening and, you know, you hear phonetically Flern. So to, to let people know Flern, when you spell it, it's not F, it's PH. So I assume that's for photography. It's for photography. Yeah. It's for like photo and like me, I'm like a Photoshop, like nerd, like sure. <laughs> I just like, you know, I've, I've been doing Photoshop day in and day out for years and years and years. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, I don't ever get tired of it. It's like, 
it's just such a cool platform where you can you can create just about anything you want to visually. Uh, so so Flurn, it's P H Learn, right? And right. then the idea was like Photoshop, photography, but I also wanted to create like a just a word that was like could stand on its own. So like exactly. if we did teach Lightroom, you know, I didn't want to call the company like Photoshop tips today because it's like, ooh, that's gonna pigeonhole us a little bit. So Flurn was like, okay, cool. This is like we're we're in the we're in the field, but like, you know, we're like eventually we can kind of take this in a few different directions. So a uh, little bit of, <laughs> and it was like, I wanted a one word company, like website too. So I was like, I'm going to make up a word, you know, yep. and uh, uh, that that one just stuck. It, it was kind of fun to say, kind of weird. I felt like if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if people are like, I love PH Learn or PH Learn. I'm like, yeah, but you don't really watch. Like, I, I <laughs> you know, it's like, I know what's going on here. Yeah, if, if you're in- but that's a funny thing. It's um, I I do think that that is something that any solid brand should strive for is kind of becoming their own verb. Like you know, I'm going to go Xerox that or go Google that or you know, hand me a Kleenex. You know, you're not necessarily talking about a Xerox copy machine or Google as your search engine, but when you reach a certain critical mass, uh, I, I think yeah, yeah, I'm going to learn that, uh, and so. For me, when I I remember when I first found out about uh, your website and the the educational products that you offer, I was like, "Wow, that is a just a great brand name." Like speaking from you know a business owner to a business owner, it's something. Finding that 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 company name or that brand is especially hard these days. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes it's cool to like leave off. You know, the like you could have done like P H L R N. You know, kind of like. Flickr, you know, removes their one last vowel and you just, it still would have been flurn, but a bit, a bit millennial, I think. Yeah. Luckily I kind of came around before we were still in the world of made up words, you know, like there was a lot of made up words, but there was not the, the, um, the trend of shortening words like hadn't come around just yet. I feel like that's in the, like the last five or six years. That's like, Oh, we could just take out vowels and it, People can still spell it. It's perfect. This, uh, but you're right. It is. It's tough because you know, like, okay, let's say you were going to start a pizza shop in New York, right? Like, you could just call it Brian's Pizza Shop, right? Like, fine. Even if there's a Brian's Pizza Shop in like Madison, Wisconsin, like, who cares, right? It's like not a big deal at all. Uh, but these days, like, especially if you plan on having a web presence, like, you got to have a unique URL. You know what I mean? So like. Brian's Pizza Shop's probably not available, or or maybe it is, especially if you're looking for that one word brand. So it is becoming more and more difficult to to actually brand a company, I feel, because so much of that branding comes in like, is this URL available? And like, you know, is it who, if not, who owns it? And how much am I going to have to pay for this URL? So um, I just started a recent pet project uh, and I, I went through the same, the same thing. I had to actually, uh, I had a, a name that I was very excited about, but I had to purchase the, uh, the domain from, you know, from another company, uh, because it, it was, it was unavailable. And that was just like, I was like, okay, well, I'm really set on this name. I love the name. It's, it's worth, it's worth the price that, you know, it was, you know, like not crazy expensive or whatever, but like, you know, it's worth it. I'm going to, I'm going to make this purchase here, but yeah, it, it's definitely a big hurdle these days. 
you know, creating a brand and then like securing all the social media handles for it, securing yep. your URL. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, and this is something that I always wonder with with photographers who are, because I, I think a, a good number of the listeners either you know uh, ha, you know are existing, uh, they're either self employed through photography or they're either you know trying to aiming or striving to become self employed, you know working on the side. And this is a question I have or a conversation I have with a lot of people, and I'd love your take on it too. Is you know, do you, do you become the brand or, you know, do you have kind of the, the photography kind of be its own brand? So for example, flern.com could have been aaronnace.com. You could have branded all of the stuff around you, but then you become kind of the single point of failure. So like the nice thing, this is something I thought about, even though you appear in, uh, so many of the videos, um, the the brand itself can live beyond you if you're just like you know what I want to check out and just gonna let you know hand the, the reins over. Florence still lives. And speaking from a photographer's perspective, this is something right now, like very much right now, is top of mind for me is because I'm trying to expand into different types of photography products and services that are more, much 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 higher premium kind of stuff and more like. Hyper localized, like I, I just recently moved to St. George, Utah, from Portland, Oregon, and I want to focus on this area here and make these, you know, more retreat style photography experiences. The thing is, like, do you, you know, I ask myself, like, should I brand it under me, um, or should I brand it under this separate, you know, this kind of like, uh, I guess you could call it a faceless or nameless brand, and so. You know, I do like that even though Flern and Aaron Nace have a very, very strong kind of symbiotic relationship, like I've always known Flern and Aaron, you know, still you have that freedom, right? You know, that, yeah, 100%. And I think it depends on which way you want to take the brand and which way you want to take the company. Uh, personally, I was interested in just like the the open freedom of like, this can kind of go in whichever direction we want, right? Like, sure. you know, I'm going to be the face here in the beginning. And that was, uh, that was definitely the idea, but you know, what's this going to look like in five years from now? What's this going to look like in 10 years from now? Like, am I still going to be the main instructor or I'm going to be one of a stable of, uh, you know, professional instructors teaching many different things, uh, you know, teaching topics. We're in the creative industry. So like everything we want to do is around creatives, but like I didn't want to necessarily like limit which way the direction could of the business could go in any way. So I think choosing a name of the bit a business and a way to brand that, you know, allows you to be a little bit more flexible, it, it can be beneficial in a lot of ways. There are some positives of just branding the name, you know, branding the the business ar- around you as well. You know, like people have done very well there as well. It kind of depends on like the story you want to tell as a brand. Like I would say if you're gonna go for, you know, like Aaron Nace photography, then like that's going to be a personal brand. Like I would expect people to like get involved with like me as a person, like sharing a lot of details from my life, you know, like I, as a person, like this is what you're coming for. You're coming for your experience with me as a person. And that can be really beneficial because 
honestly, it's very easy to connect with people. It's much harder to connect with a brand. You know, I think like you mentioned, you're an Apple fan. Yeah. I'm like, I think a lot of people, especially in the early days, they connected with Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? Like he ran Apple, but like they connected with that dude. Uh, and he just happened to be a part of this uh, company as well. And like now Apple's kind of gone through this transition where like, because the company wasn't called Steve Jobs Electronics, right? Like Apple still lives and it's fine. And the name is applicable, like appropriate and like whatever. But um, we definitely did lose a little bit of that. Like we lost Steve, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that changed the perception of the brand in people's minds. Uh, so the company can continue to survive, but it, it will change a little bit. So I think it really depends on on how you want to position yourself in the market and how you want to speak to people. Like, do you want to be a personal brand? In that case, I think including your name is a good is a good step because it can it can actually be really easy to connect with just a person. And if you're just going to run with that, like long term, like. For sure, go with it. Um, if you're gonna want a little bit more flexibility, like choosing a brand name can be good, but you're gonna have to get over the hurdle of people not maybe connecting with that brand immediately, unless you have such a personal connection with the brand. So we have a little bit of that symbiosis there where like, yes, the brand itself is Flurn, but like I as a person, I'm in a lot of the videos. Sure. So it we have that personal connection but it's also tied to a brand so i would say that that's you know for us that that's really worked out and like you know now we're looking at like for instance uh we've just been bringing in like awesome guest instructors like we're uh on thursday uh it'll be june 27th 2019 we're publishing our fourth Pro tutorial with our guest instructor Rob Woodcox. He's a fantastic, like fine art conceptual photographer. He was just like blown up on Instagram. He does some really cool stuff. Uh, if you guys haven't seen his work, check out uh, Rob Woodcock's photo on Instagram. Uh, so we were publishing it that in a couple of days at this time of the recording, and he's our guest instructor. So he's going to be teaching everyone like how he's made his magical images in Photoshop, like talking about the photography process and actually showing you how to, you know, make these things from start to finish. You get the sample images to follow along, everything like that. But we haven't, we didn't feel like weird or conflicted about bringing on new people because the brand wasn't called Aaron Nace Photography. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so it opened us up. Yeah. I mean, I loved, I really enjoyed the the mobile editing uh, tutorial or the, the the course that you had with Elise Swopes. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. And she's another one who just like she uh, I saw on Instagram that um, she had a, a, a campaign, an ad campaign with Apple through store, you know, Instagram stories like she just her her star has been rising at a meteoric rate uh, rate. And so when I saw her added to the catalog here, I thought that was really cool. Um, and you you hit the nail on the head in there are various ways that I saw uh, Flurn kind of have that that uh, creative flex you know to be able to to pivot on different uh not only on on instructors you know personalities but also on topics so you know tell like here's how i've always viewed flurn and this is just you know whether it's true or not this is i've always equated uh flurn with if i want to go and get like high ultra high quality 
uh, Photoshop tutorials uh, that will cover things, advanced kind of portrait retouching, uh, portrait style uh, editing. That's where I go because that in Photoshop, that's when I when I would go to the website. That's kind of what I saw were primarily portraits, uh, high concept. Uh, like you said, free, talking about things like frequency separation. One of my actually favorite tutorials uh, that you guys have done, and this was your tutorial, Aaron, was on the double exposures in Photoshop. Great tutorial. But now I'm seeing things like, again, mobile editing uh, with at least swopes. And all of a sudden, there's a beginner's guide to Lightroom Classic, which is not something I ever expected to see in on Flurn. So it's good to see that, um, you know, there are these, uh, you know, it's it's expanding. And that's something that I wanted to get your your opinion on. What do you think, like speaking to the audience here, like let's say there's someone out there who wants to start their photography business, whether it's in kind of online education, content creation, or just simply trying to make a go at, at licensing photos. Like, do you think it's better at least upfront to be a kind of jack of all trades photographer, or in this case, in Flaren's case, like, you know, uh, you know, an online education resource or you know, do you think it's more advantageous to really dive deep, become a subject matter expert in X, Y, or Z? You know, I think it depends a lot on your interests, like as a person. So for me, my photography and my art and my, you know, Photoshop work has always followed my personal interests. So let's say you're a, an individual who just like is super passionate about food. Well, and you'd happen to be super passionate about photography, that could be something that will sustain you for a lifetime. You know, there, there's a very, uh, there's a very large food photography industry that that's something that's actually needed by clients. Uh, a friend of mine, Mike Kelly, who's like super like well-known, he has this beautiful photography of airplanes and, uh, you know, airports. He does, uh, architecture as well. He's a fantastic photographer, but he just loves planes. Like he's like a, he's like an aviation, like nerd, like sure. he's, as much as I'm a Photoshop nerd, he's a an aviation nerd. And he just started taking all these pictures of planes because he loves them. And now he's booking clients uh, around around that. So I would say, you know, if you have these things in your life that you're already passionate, that's a good place to, you know, to kind of build your photography career around. Uh, also, there are a lot of existing, like, like venues or uh, like fields, I guess, for professional photographers to work in. And I think when you're starting out, like that's not exactly known. Like I know when I started out, I didn't know that like there are, for instance, like food and beverage, right? Like right. there are many, many food and beverage professional photographers out there. That's all they do. Okay. That's, that's a hundred percent of their job. Architecture, interior architecture, that's all they do. They're professional interior architecture photographers, product photographers. That's all they do. Uh, High-end art photographers. That's all they do. Editorial photographers who are shooting portraits to go in magazines. That's all they do. Not necessarily mean that like they won't take a side gig here and there, but like that's where they position themselves in their career. So um, just the idea of like, oh, they're when you're going out like on your own as a photographer, like you can totally just like, I just want to take pictures of whatever I want to take it and, and make my business. And you can do that like a hundred percent. But you can also look at these predefined industries and work on 
like building your portfolio in a way to where you can get in these industries. It's a little bit more of like a path to follow and a little bit less freeform. So it depends on uh, who you are as a person. Like if you're the type of person who's just like, you know, <laughs> you're in the middle of the woods and you're like, I'm going to take my own way. I'm, I'm going to go east. I think this is the way to the, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to go explore. I don't care if I get lost for a while. I'll be fine. Then like, sure. Like just pick something you're passionate about and go for it. If you're like the person who wants to stick with a map, then, but you still love photography and want to make a career out of it, then, you know, choose one of these uh, career paths that already exist, you know, definitely, you know, some of the career paths uh, have dried up a little bit, like, you know, being a newspaper photographer is not the same thing that it was 20, 30 years ago, because sure. newspapers aren't the same thing 20, 30 years ago. But, you know, people are still getting married, they're going to need a, a photographer, people are still having kids, babies, you know, they're going to need photographers. So there are these industries that are, they're already there and you can tap into them. The other nice thing about that too, is there are working professionals in these industries and, you know, there's a good chance if you sit them down and, you know, like uh, hang out and like, you know, build a relationship with these people, they might be able to help you get into that industry. Like they might be able to like kind of lead you to where you want to go a little bit better. So uh, I think it really depends on on your personality uh, as an individual and also your interests. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's, some, that's why uh, several times throughout the, the, you know, the course of this podcast, the, you know, the entirety of the podcast, I've always told, recommended well, at least one thing is like definitely find either, either go to one, you know, some of the larger uh, photography conferences like photo plus um or or wppi or imaging usa or find a local you know camera club because there's no better way than in my opinion than having these in-person kind of uh meetings and, and talking with people who you respect unless you're you know you yeah i think you said you have there is a certain kind of personality that you need to have people if you're if you're planning on, I would say, making a career uh, where you are the brand, you as the individual, then there needs to be a certain personality there. Whether it's, you know, you take more of the kind of the shock jock mentality, or you take more of kind of the affable, you know, friendly, uh, you know, guy or girl next door who just wants to help. Um, you need to have a kind of a distinct personality. You can't just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm Brian, and today I'm going to show you how to, you know, use LUTs. Um, doesn't work like that. You know, the, you need to work on yourself if you are the brand. And I think that is also one of those kind of, you know, there's a pro and con to to both sides of whether you, the the brand is kind of this, uh, not an individual, but like Flern or versus Aaron Nace. Like if you are the brand Aaron, then you have a much higher responsibility to make sure that you foster that brand. But I wanted to add, kind of switching gears more, I guess, to the I would say the business side of things, as if we haven't been talking about business this entire time. But here's what I'm I, one of the questions I've been most excited uh, about, you know, to, to ask to get your your thoughts. And that is, so you have Flern, and and I do love, I love the fact that you guys, you know, rolled out the, the pro model, which is your subscription model. So, you know, here instead of uh, purchasing tutor the 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 courses, uh, kind of a la carte you can get access for a monthly fee to everything. And actually production note, um, uh, I'll be offering a 20% discount uh, 
the, the guys and girls of Flurn were nice enough to give uh, me a discount to offer to the listeners. So if you use the code Matias20, that's M-A-T-I-A-S-H, and then the number 20, two zero, uh, that's good for 20% off. So uh, first, Aaron, thank you for that. And I'll remind everyone at the end as well. And I will include it in the show notes at nonamephotoshow.com. But so, you, you know, you have, obviously, <laughs> you're a business, Aaron. You, you know, you put out, you believe that the product you put out or the service you provide is high enough quality that it warrants, you know, people paying for it. And I think that that's capitalism at its finest. And you do put out free tutorials on YouTube, but how do you, like, what is, what are your thoughts? Cause this is something that sometimes keeps me up at night. Uh, I'll, I'll discuss this with a variety of people, you know, thinking about that. What should the next course for the next product be? And one of the responses I almost always get is like, well, why bother doing that? You know, you know, it's, there's already someone, someone already has it on YouTube for free. So how do you reconcile that? Um, you know, putting some of these free courses on YouTube, um, you know, what goes on YouTube, what goes behind the paywall? Um, how, you know, what do you, do you, do you get upset when someone, cause I know there are certain YouTubers out there. They basically just wait for say Flern or someone else to put out a video and then they're like, Oh, I'll just, recreate this using some, you know, unsplash photo for free. Um, and they all, you know, they just happen to be Photoshop experts. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, cause this is, like I said, this is something I'm very excited to, 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 to get your, your take on because of your kind of your, your, your stance and your subject matter expertise. So I love YouTube. I, I think it's a fantastic platform. Anyone in the world can log on and learn just about whatever they want for free. And that, that to me is just like an awesome concept. Like uh, from day one, we've made free tutorials because I wanted people to be able to learn how to do this stuff and not have to pay for it. Sure. So like, yes, a hundred percent. Like the more information out there, the better, especially if it's coming from a trusted source. Building a business you know, we definitely go through the idea like, okay, how is our product going to be different from what we offer for free? Uh, for us, it was like pretty straightforward in the fact that, you know, a YouTube video is like, get in, get out, you know, 10, 15 minutes max, you know, and there's only so much you can cover in that period of time. And that's like the best type of format for YouTube. I mean, you could release an hour and a half long video on YouTube if you wanted. Uh, but really, I think when people think about YouTube, they're looking for like, you know, I want this to be, I want to, as a search engine, right? Like, how do I do this thing? I want to hit play on this video in as little time as possible. I want to learn how to do this thing. And then I just want to do it and get, what on, <laughs> get on with my life. Right. So... YouTube as a platform is really great for that kind of like short form content. Now, that's going to be great for like a lot of people. There are going to be people who want long form content as well. Like, cool, I learned this, you know, this technique on YouTube. How does it, how does this tie into the rest of my photography workflow? Like, how does this, okay, how do I string these 20 or 30 techniques together to really take my images to the next level? Like that sort of thing is just beyond the scope of YouTube. And that's where our uh, our subscription service comes in. So we're giving you hours and hours of in-depth instruction. We don't skip anything at all. This isn't, you know, this isn't like boop, bop, boop, let's get it done in and out. This is like, 
we're covering everything and we're also giving you like sample raw images that you can download and work on yourself follow along right with the video uh it's it's a it's a different experience and for us that was the main like differentiating factor and sure. you know we we do often find you know like just yesterday we you know we were sitting around having a content meeting and talking about some of the new ideas and i had an idea uh, that I thought would make a really good, uh, what we call pro tutorials. These are part of our subscription service on learn.com. But the more we kind of talked about it as a group and distilled what the actual like core of that idea is, we were like, oh, it probably only takes like 15 minutes to like teach this thing, like and teach it well. So that's going to be better for a free tutorial. You know, it's really comes down to the the content and the message that you want to get across and how you can how you can provide uh, that offering and then the best platform for that offering. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say it most definitely depends on, you know, what you're trying to do with your content and also your customer base, too, because, you know, we use YouTube as a platform to connect with people all around the world who might have never heard of learn dot com. So, you know. Just about everyone knows YouTube now. Sure. It's a great place to put yourself out there, to put your brand out there and get discovered by new people. And then some of those people might watch a few of your videos and be like, oh, I'm kind of into this. Like, this is actually pretty cool. They mentioned that they have a website. Cool. I'll go to that website. There's another person who now knows about your website. So using YouTube as a way to build engagement and build an audience I think is a fantastic tool. And if you do have an offering that you can kind of add on, then by all means, you know, do your best to migrate some of that traffic from YouTube onto your brand website, because those people are already interested. Like they're there, they're supporting you. Like I know if I find someone on YouTube who I'm like into personally, I'm like, let me watch all your videos. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to just like, go, 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 go. Like, I'm into you. I like what you're doing. I'm just going to like turn your channel on and hit go. And if you're like, oh, by the way, find me on this other platform where I give like even more information and more content, like, and I like what you're doing, I'm going to follow that. So it, it really, it's a great platform to get new engagement. And I can't tell you how many people that I've learned about you know, through YouTube and then gone on to interact with them in other ways as well. Excellent. I mean, to me, that's as good of a synopsis uh, of, of how to approach, you know, YouTube as a platform or a content strategy, as well as what goes behind say a paywall. Uh, and, and it makes sense because that, that is a, I would say digital marketing uh, one-on-one in terms of, not just know your audience, but know the platform. And like you said, people go to YouTube. I mean, I used to work at Google um, on the photos team and, you know, we worked with people on YouTube all the time. And we, we know that you, people go to YouTube and they, they want the content that they want and they want it quickly, which is why when you, if you watch any tutorials, uh, tutorial videos or read any, any posts about how to make videos, it's like, Tell people within the first 10 seconds what it is that they're going to, you know, what is the video about and then get to it. Don't dilly dally, you know, with all this stuff because people, you know, the bounce rate will be crazy. People don't want to wait. However, like you said, let's say that that 
oh man, this person's great. Or like, hey, you know, Flurn's free videos are awesome. Let me go check them out. And you're like, oh, now I see all of these kind of deep, uh, you know, in-depth videos that like span hours and uh, are meticulous and also have those really nice, I love, you know, the way you guys uh, have your uh, overlay effects, you know, pointing to certain tools. Um, It's just, it's very, very clear on top of the ability to download the uh, the example of uh, photos to work alongside the video. I think all of that stuff kind of comes together as a really nice, cohesive product. Um, so let me, I want to switch uh, gears, I guess, to what I would consider my final take uh, for the episode. And obviously, it, so, you know, I brought up Elise with, um, with the, the mobile editing, but what are your thoughts? So Adobe's, you know, going to be, they've announced that they're releasing this, this not watered down version of Photoshop for the iPad and mobile has been one. It's almost kind of, you know, trite to even say that mobile is, is the next platform. Mobile is the platform, or at least it's, it's here. You know, people are doing crazy things on, on mobile, but what are your thoughts in terms of just photography and video moving to mobile? And what, you know, how do you see, you know, is, is, is Flurn kind of, do you guys, is that on your radar? Are you kind of adapting to it? Um, you know, what are your thoughts there, Aaron? So my number one is like, where is the industry going? Like, what are, what do people want to do? Like, what do people want to learn? What's, what's the next step? And like, my job is like, just teach them how to do that thing. If I don't know how to do that thing, find a person who does and teach them how to do that thing, right? Like industries go through change. That's the best thing you can do is see where the industry is going, see where, you know, see where, you know, like for instance, the rise of mobile photography and mobile editing, like five years ago, not really a thing today. I mean, people like Elise Swopes, who we just released a pro tutorial with on Flurn, uh, she does badass like compositing work too not just yep, like simple yep. retouch like actual legit composites and she does it all on her phone so that to me is like yeah it's here it, it and she is one of the early adopters she's one of the early people who have actually like really been pushing the platform of mobile editing but you better believe in a few years that as a whole is is going to be a, its own genre of photography and I think that can be tough because like people think of photography and they get in their head. Like I know I do sometimes like this is one way of photography. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a quote unquote professional photographer. And that means I have a, you know, a big expensive camera and I shoot in my studio with my lighting and I shoot tethered to a capture and I have clients around me all nodding their head. And, you know, like that is like a professional photographer, but also, you have people, and again, like Elise Swopes, she is a professional photographer. She shows up to her shoots with a phone. And I mean, she's working with Fortune 500 companies. Like she's built her whole brand around it. And she's not, this is not a fool trickery thing. Like they don't think she's going to show up with all this big, you know, whatever. Like these brands are hiring her because she's using her phone. Like she's using that as like, yeah, I'm using my phone. Like I am a, I'm a mobile first person. And like brands who are savvy know 
that that's a new emerging market within the photography field. And they are also pushing to create content like that as well. So wherever the market's going, that's where I'm personally interested in offering services to, to people. Because you know, if, if you don't continue to evolve with the market, you're going to find yourself uh, really kind of like stuck and, and, and a little bit, quote unquote, behind the times. You know, so it's, it's, it's one thing because I myself am an instructor and like, I'm Mr. Like technology, right? Like I love the lights and the cameras and the big computer desktop. Like I, you know, give me as many monitors as possible. You know, give me a desktop computer. That's me. And I'm also like, I love Photoshop and I love doing everything you know, non-destructively. Like, I don't care if my file's five gigabytes because I've got a, you know, 24 yeah. terabyte rate array next <laughs> exactly. to me. Like that's, you know what I mean? That's me as a person, but like, that's not everyone. In fact, I'm in the minority. So like what I try to do is bring in other perspectives like Rob Woodcox, uh, who again, I'd highly recommend looking him up on Instagram, Rob Woodcox uh, photo on Instagram. He is like a full-time traveler, right? He operates his entire business off his laptop. So he shoots with a, you know, like a high-end camera, but he's always, always on the road. So he uses Photoshop, but for him, file size is a big deal because he's operating his entire business off of portable hard drives that he has to carry with him everywhere. So like he's doing things differently in Photoshop. His entire process is so different from mine because file size is actually a big deal. So I, I think we have so many different types of artists and so many different types of photographers and all these emerging markets. My goal is to bring people who really do a great job representing these markets and help them share their talents with the world. Spoken like a, like a consummate educator. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, and, and it, it's true. Um, the, especially, and I see this because I, I primarily am in the, uh, I would say, I guess the landscape and nature space, for lack of better terms. And I do find that, you know, perhaps you would, um, maybe you agree, maybe you, do, you, you don't, but that space in particular, I think, is the one of the more resistant to change. Like, I, how, how dare you, you know intimate to go out and shoot a beautiful landscape with my iPhone, you know, and that's all or, or edit on, uh, you know, an iPad clearly, you know, companies like Adobe, which is a, you know, multi-billion dollar company. Um, they see a I mean, they've invested a significant chunk of their R and D of their, you know, software development of their marketing, to build mobile apps that are not just kind of like fluff pieces, you know, just like an afterthought. Like the fact that this Photoshop app is coming, I've been a, on the private beta team for months now. It's a great app. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna turn heads. Um, and yeah, like to travel with say just an iPad as opposed to my 15 inch MacBook pro. Uh, and now that Apple is like finally seeing the writing on the wall and they're going to allow you to connect a hard drive or an SSD directly to the iPad and actually view the files on that. Um, I, I don't know. For me, I've adopted, like I moved over to Lightroom CC and I've talked about this in, in great detail. Um, I work with Adobe and, you know, in full disclosure, they've given me 10 terabytes of cloud storage. So if I had to pay for it, maybe not. But 
we've done all kinds of stress tests and I've got about six terabytes of raw files up there. Yes, uh, Classic has some really powerful things. And if you want to learn about it, I do highly recommend you check out Flern's uh, intro course to Lightroom Classic because I, I just walk through it and it's, it's really well paced. Um, but I, I, for me, I'll, I will sacrifice some of those, you know, legacy features um, for the ability to have access to every photo I've ever taken on any device I use. And I can edit that edit syncs across, um, you know, all devices. I can share it. Um, I can do whatever I want. So I do like that you guys are, you know, you see that you see where you're kind of going to where the puck is going to be and not where it currently is. Um, so with that, I mean, Aaron, let's close off. Like, is it, is there anything you could share? Like what's, what's next for Flurn? Like what, what what are you what are you most excited about um, in, as far as the direction that you're taking the company? So, I'm just really excited to be bringing new people in. We've spent ten years learning how to make great instructional content, and at the core of it, like sure, we teach photography, we teach Photoshop, we teach Lightroom, and by the way, we are coming out with a Lightroom. CC tutorial. Sweet. It's in the it's in pre production uh, currently. So we do everything around these creative industries. But what we've what we as a company have learned over the last ten years is how to make great educational content. And for me, the most exciting thing now is taking our knowledge as a company and just helping creatives helping people who maybe they're not in the education world just yet. Like, like Elise Swopes, for instance, you know, this was her like first big tutorial she's ever made. She's a working professional doing amazing stuff. And because we as a brand have spent years and years, like learning how to build just exceptional education content, we can bring people into work in our ecosystem and produce fantastic tutorials with them. And they don't really have to like worry about any of the details. They don't have to worry about the production. Like we, we kind of take care of all that for them and we can produce something that they're going to be super proud of. And also it's going to introduce new artists to the world and help people out learn help people learn new things. So that's the most exciting thing ever is like cool. We know how to make great tutorials and now let's get like the best artists possible and help them share their gifts with everyone. Excellent. Well, I mean, I hope that um the listeners here who are kind of like yeah, you know what? I've been I've been looking to brush up on this or that, or, you know, improve this technique. Uh, if you haven't checked out Flurn, I do highly recommend it uh, just because it, for me personally, I always like to diversify my, just everything, <laughs> my, my investments, my, uh, how I approach uh, my business, but also how I learn. And so I do know that, you know, I think a lot of people just turn to YouTube and, and that's where they go or they have this one place and that's where they go. But um, if you haven't uh, considered Flaren, definitely check them out. And, and, and like kind of Aaron said, and I brought up, they have there's more than uh, enough 
free content to kind of get a, a feel of uh, what Aaron's and, and the other instructors, um, kind of, I guess, teaching style uh, feels like. So check it out. And then again, if you're, if you're like, hey, I want, I want to try out Pro, uh, just use the code Matias20, M-A-T-I-A-S-H-20, uh, to uh, get a little bit off. Uh, so, so Aaron, uh, thank you so much for the time and for sharing your thoughts and your, your expertise in this space. It's something that, I mean, online education is one of those things where I was on Statista and there's expect, I mean, it's already a, a, uh, multi, multi-billion dollar industry, but they're only expecting it to grow even more. Um, there's one article in Statista that showed that in 2014, uh, the size of e-learning market, self-paced e-learning was about $165 billion US, and they're expecting by 2022 for it to go to about $244 billion because people can learn what they want to learn when they want to learn it, uh, as long as there's someone there who will provide it. So Again, from a photography perspective and a Photoshop perspective, uh, and also a Lightroom perspective, it's really cool to have you on and, and lend your perspective. So I said perspective a lot in <laughs> one sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> photography nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, change your perspective. <laughs> but Aaron, thank you so much for your time. Um, I mean, you know, it means a lot to me, and, and I want to thank you. And I hope everyone checks uh, Flurn out. Brian, thanks so much. It's been fantastic chatting about industry and kind of where things are going and yeah we're in such an exciting time like as like as photographers and as creatives like technology is always going to be changing and that's just an opportunity for us to like change our art forms as technology changes as well so i'm i'm just super excited with where the industry is right now and also where we're going i, I think we got some really fantastic things uh, coming down the pipeline Cannot wait. Um, all right, everyone, just as a reminder, uh, you can go to nonamephotoshow.com uh, to see the show notes here. I will link to Flurn. I will link to uh, to the uh, various tutorials that we talked about by Elise Swopes, as well as to uh, Rob Woodcox's uh, Instagram profile. Uh, I've also just kind of personally been geeking out on, within the Flurn magazine, you have kind of the in the bag, uh, I guess, category, which is, I- I'm, I'm a huge, like, gear nerd like what do people put in their bags um so you guys have a really good uh, series there that i'll link to and as well as i'll link to or i'll paste out the um the coupon code so you guys can get a discount uh and check out form uh so with that uh thank you for listening and i will see you guys on the next episode and again thank you aaron thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Name Photo Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes at nonamephotoshow.com and be sure to subscribe in whichever app you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss a beat. Let's do this again next time.